girl Jenny Boom is back and welcome to another episode of It's a Real Struggle Podcast. I am feeling relaxed today. I took a Sunday to do absolutely nothing but create content so that this could be available for you on Thursday, which if you're listening to it after Thursday, either way, I appreciate it. <laughs> but welcome back. If you're new, welcome um, I do have my other episodes available. Definitely check them out. We're upgrading over here. I'm available through the Anchor app and Spotify, which, fun fact, Anchor app is owned by Spotify. So the moment that I submitted it for it to be approved to the other um, podcasting um, platforms, it's officially on Spotify. So just look up It's a Real Struggle. Make sure you put the explanation point. Podcast, I am available also still on SoundCloud. I'll still load up the episodes on SoundCloud so you could take a listen if you prefer that avenue. But I'm expanding over here. I did what I promised like I don't know how many months ago, <laughs> but I'm doing it and that's what counts. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for the support, for the love, for the responses. Um, Go check out my recent episode, episode seven on dating. I did talk about just dating mostly in your 30s. You know, us millennials, we are. Most of us are in our 30s right now. Um, but I did drop a couple gems for the 20-year-olds. So if you're trying to figure out, you know, what is your purpose in life, what you want to do when it comes to dating, just figure out who you are. Take the time to do that and take the time to get to know about the opposite sex or if you're interested in the same sex or whatever. Learn about people. Um, check the episode out. I go all in. And every Thursday, I'm going to have a new episode available. It's grind time. So I'm going to make sure I always have continuous content for y'all. And just keep the the wheel rolling because I can't have another hiatus. I'm just happy to be back and to be entertaining y'all with my struggles of life because they real um as always follow me subscribe like share i'm available on instagram on at it's a real struggle podcast twitter at real struggle pod that's real struggle pod all one word or you could check me out on my own personal instagram which is at miss jenny boom and we do have a facebook page i'm gonna go ahead and work on that as well and have some content available and have access to the episodes as well because definitely I mean there's a lot of people that use Facebook still to this day I don't as much but I'll make time for it um so definitely just check me out follow me like subscribe share my episodes send me your feedback I want to hear from you all I really do so that way I can have an idea what you're looking for um what you want me to talk about and what should be discussed so with that said, I just want to jump right into random thoughts. Um, this past week, I don't know if everyone have checked out about the Wendy versus Nikki um, situation that's happening right now. Nikki just got married to Kenneth Petty. Congratulations to her. Um, and there's some things that Wendy has said about Nikki on the Wendy show. That was just, I feel was a little inappropriate because looking from out for the bigger picture is how these two black women are put on a platform as just two black women being catty at one another where it seems. Whereas there is one person defending herself, which is Nikki. She got married. We should be celebrating that. Congratulations to her. It shouldn't matter who she marries. Long as she's happy 
long as he's happy, long as they're happy together, who cares? It's that's not something to just constantly bring up somebody's past. So my random thought is just like, why do people really care about who the person is when you're not the person marrying them? If that woman is in love with the person, there's no real danger to her life or real danger to his life. You know, it could go vice or either way. Um, we should be celebrating her marriage. She's getting married. She's happy. I mean, he's everywhere with her. And then, hey, that's maybe what she wants. So back to Nikki versus Wendy. Um, of course, Wendy went on and was saying all these things about how she will look when she gets pregnant because she has plastic surgery and she's short. So the belly is going to look funny. And I'm like, damn, why are you coming for a woman when she's pregnant? Like when she's looking to get pregnant? That's mean. It was a little bit of bullying going on here, but we know how Wendy is. However, I feel like she could have just congratulated Nikki and just moved on. But that's how her show makes money. It's syndicated for a reason across the country. But aside from that, I my personal excuse me, my personal opinion on marriage is you have the right to date and marry who you want. Keyword you. If Nikki is happy with Mr. Petty, let her be happy. We should be again supporting her, congratulating her, and just hoping that. They have a lifelong marriage and that they could raise their kids together and integrate his children, have one big, happy, blended family and leave it at that. But the media and celebrities wouldn't be celebrities and media without drama and controversy and all of these crazy things. So in hindsight, <laughs> you would want to hope that they would be more uplifting with her. Unfortunately, that's why she gets on her show, her queen radio, and go off on people because it's what they want. They want to be known. And it's good when she don't say no names, but she say your name, she's coming for the jugular. So definitely check out that episode. I think it was her most recent queen radio episode. I listened to a bits and pieces of it just for my research purposes. And I side with Nikki. I'm glad she defended herself and her husband against what was said about her. But at the same time, that's what they wanted. They want her to come and just blast off. But she was saying some stuff. Yo, I was just like, Wendy, honey, just live your best life, Wendy, please. Because your marriage ain't perfect either. And who's to say that their marriage won't be perfect? What if it is? You know, you coming for her and you don't even know what is going on with them two really. And who? nobody knows. So take a look in the mirror homegirl sometimes we just have to do that look in the mirror and realize uh it's not your place to say anything but since you want to say something let me check you on it so that's what nikki did she checked her so my opinion with all this date who you want if he's a convict or she's a convict convict because women get arrested too and that's who you love you in love with just as long as it's not jeopardizing your life long as not hindering for what you want to go for in life by all means you happy he happy or she happy that's all that matters in the story so we're gonna move on from that <laughs> let me know what y'all think i read the comments and you know you could tell who were fans of nikki or wendy and a lot of people were bashing wendy on that one video that i watched and i'm just like oh my god who this is messy but again 
this brings views, clickbait, you know, you name it. Um, but I, I salute Nikki for standing for her and her husband because it definitely shows what kind of woman she is. And aside from her fame and her origin and all that, she's holding it down. And that's what's important. Hold it down for your, for your partner. And he holds it down for her. You know, he just don't say much, which is actually pretty dope because I'd rather have someone that's not going to say much, not going to act all extra on the tabloids and out on social media, whatever, that he is mine. He's with me and that's it. So shout out to you, girl. Um, moving on. So the topic that I really want to cover um, is about first generation. Um, is This is a great milestone because... When you're first generation at anything, you're pretty much setting the standard for the future generations of your family, Um, whether it's first generation of being famous, first generation of graduating from school, first generation of playing in NFL or NBA or MLB or NHL, first generation of starting your own business, first generation as a millionaire, first generation of starting um, coming up with a new invention, first generation of being a singer, things like that, um, it goes on and on. It could be many things. My focus is going to be on first generation of graduating from college. Um, my parents never thought of college, never stepped foot on university. They, my aunt had her, my, sorry, my aunt, <laughs> my mom had her GED and my father never finished high school. Um, he was a high school dropout and that was two months before he graduated, which is weird. Like dad, you were almost done. I don't, when he tells, he was like, he was over it. I'm like, Oh, that sounds stupid. But anyway, um, I love you dad, but, <laughs> oh God. Okay. So I just want to talk about the struggles of that because first generation graduate, um, it's not cool always it's not always cool being the first at everything it's monumental because you set the mark but at the same time what I really want to talk about is just the struggles of it um because when you're first generation at something you're pretty much dealing with the trial and error of achieving that goal we'll call it milestone and for me going to college getting an education and coming from my family that I, if I, if there was one person in my family that did get a bachelor's or a master's degree, I don't really know of them. The, my immediate family that was around, only one that I know, my aunt had some college education, um, but she's very smart. She's in accounting and she has, you know, what's called, you know, a career job. So that was my influence watching her growing up and her actually having a nine to five and doing things that she loved every day and just seeing the progress from there. Um, however, there wasn't really anyone around me graduating from college. Like I had some cousins graduate from high school, but that was it. After that, they pretty much worked and had a family. I, as a kid, I just was like, ugh, education was shoved down my throat. It kind of felt like that was required for me to do, which is, it makes sense now me looking back from it. It makes perfect sense because um, my parents did not want me to struggle like they did. They did not want me living paycheck to paycheck, working two, three jobs, trying to take care of a family. Whereas if I go get my education, get a degree, 
getting married and having kids, my mom pretty much made it optional for me. She was just like, don't rush into getting married. Don't rush into having kids. Don't worry about things like that because all it's going to do is hinder you from what you really want to do in life. So, but it's still shoved down my throat. Focus on your education, focus on what you need to do and just move on from there. Um, and I can honestly say my toxic environment motivated me to just focus on my education because if looking back from where I grew up to now, I just really feel like I wouldn't want to continue to live that lifestyle. Now, I don't shy away from the hood. I love the hood, but at the same time, I don't want to forever be in it. I would love to live in places where my parents couldn't afford. My mother, when we were young, would drive us around Palm Beach, um, the island, and would take us to fancy areas um, in certain cities in Palm Beach County in Florida just to show us and tell us like, hey, I want y'all to aspire to have this, not where we live now. I want y'all to live in this. I want y'all to be able to afford this to drive this kind of car, to have this kind of house, to have money and to be doing something you want to do in your life rather than what you see mommy and daddy doing now. And that was her bottom line of that. She didn't want us to be so focused on right now trying to be in with the crowd and all that stuff. It was just focus on the books, not boys. Always said to me, books, not boys, books, not boys, just bottom line. And... Um, I appreciate her for that. And my dad as well. He he pretty much had us reading a dictionary when we were kids. We had to read every night. Um, our schoolwork was more important than anything else. We barely got to watch TV, even though we had TVs in our room. Um, so you know I had it on MTV and BT all the time. But he really focused on he really focused on making sure that we understand the whole basis of education because pretty much they had something they knew about that we didn't and as kids we just focus on what our parents do and we really go by what our parents say so at the end of the day we're going to listen to them and we're going to say okay well let me let me just give this a shot you know um so for me as a kid I was a huge bookworm I love to read I was big on the goosebumps books um all those crazy books that we had in the 90s um when they had the book club I was big on reading all those books for the summer so I get a free personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Like it was a huge thing for me to like focus on my education and make sure that I am learning and excelling. And, but at the same time, I still had to deal with my toxic environment that was surrounding me. Seeing my parents fight all the time, was moving a lot, not having enough money, lights getting cut off, things like that. And to be honest with you, that kind of hindered a lot of where I could have been academically in my life because I had to figure out how to balance that with education, which this, I didn't realize this was going to be something I would take on with me all the way into um, me going to college, trying to balance life with education, with jobs and or careers and just trying to blend that and yourself and socializing and I could go on and on so with my dad I always was like daddy I want to be a businesswoman and I became one <laughs> and a podcaster <laughs> so there was a lot of things in my childhood that I understand now has molded me to where I am today where I can understand like okay this is this was my path from the beginning and I'm just gonna keep going at it whether I 
continue to be in corporate America or get into entertainment industry or whatever my future may hold for me. That's my priority. So, so yeah, I went to college. <laughs> I got two degrees, right? <laughs> One thing that I don't like that I have with these two degrees in college is that I have college debt. I owe a mortgage to Fed Loan Servicing of the United States of America. So they got me by the chokehold. Not really. It don't hurt. But I'm going to feel it next year because I'm working again. <laughs> but they pretty much got me by the chokehold lightly and saying, you got to pay us back. Um, I wish we didn't have to pay them back. I wish it was like, here, it's free. Do what you're supposed to do and leave it at that. But I um, don't know. Um <laughs> So I pretty much have a mortgage with no home. I pretty much take my master's degree, my undergrad degree, and I put it over my head and I say, this is my home. Because <laughs> as a millennial, a lot of us don't own property. And there, don't get me wrong, there are some that I know that do. Um, but most of us are trying to figure out how the hell I'm be able to save for a house if I got to pay Sally Mae or Fed Loan Servicing this money back you know, whether it's a hundred a month, two hundred a month, five hundred a month, whatever you're paying, that money really could go towards savings for a house. So <sighs> I really just like I don't want to give this to y'all. I really don't. Can I pay y'all twenty five dollars a month? Cause when I die, you just gonna make my kids deal with it. <laughs> I just want to be able to save money to buy a home or buy a condo or something. Um. So yeah, my mortgage with no home is pretty much two degrees made out of paper and whatever materials they use they pretty though but that's pretty much it and I had to struggle a lot with money going to college and then the resources to get that extra money if needed my family didn't have a lot of money here it was like in poverty and my mom she tried the best she could she paid monthly like $200 a month to pay for my housing but when I left Barry University my freshman year I pretty much had to just be like okay well I gotta pay this back on my own so when I moved to Boston I had to take time off of school before moving out of Bo moving to Boston so I could have had my master's degree by 23 20 or 25 ended up getting it later because of money and life and resources um not being available to me to be able to continue on and with that was just working full-time and going to school full-time Spring break week was depressing. Holidays, depressing. The summertime, even more depressing because when you're working full-time and going to school full-time, I had like a whole full-time career at the bank doing retail banking. I couldn't just take a whole summer off and be like, yeah, I'll be back in August to work. <laughs> that didn't work. I had to work in the summer. So my classmates was like, oh, I'm going to Europe, I'm going to Asia, I'm going to the islands, or I'm going to South America, or I'm doing this, or I'm doing an internship. As much as I want to do an internship, I was like, I had to make sure I would be able to have, to have this job when I get back. And that wasn't guaranteed. So, excuse me. So with that said, I just was like, chop it to the game, chop it to the game. You can't do it. Um, So spring break week would come around. And what are you doing for spring break? Nothing working or if I had a job if I didn't have a job I was pretty much home by myself let me silence my phone you know I'm getting messages on Twitter but <laughs> oh my god let me silence my phone but anyway 
so I just want to touch more on the grad school piece though let me backtrack a little bit so me working full-time and going to school I had to work and when I went and got my master's degree in Miami I was working jobs where I was getting paid way less than I did in Boston so it definitely was a struggle because I was just like okay I you know I just um I just can't deal with this right now because I'm, I want to just be able to focus on school only but I had to go to work and didn't make enough money to really make ends meet which put me in more debt so when I would get the student refund checks those pretty much saved my life um the couple grand I would get because I would be able to cover my rent if needed or pay off some debt that I may have had like credit cards or what have you um or loans I may have taken out because I just try to find every resource possible and I try not to blame my family for this. I mean, there were times I was like, Dan, I wish we had more resources. I wish we had a little money. They tried to help, especially in grad school. Shout out to my aunt. She really tried, you know, to help me out with what she could. If she didn't have the money, she looked through her, she went through her resources to try to help me. And that was, I was grateful for that because she could have just easily like, I ain't got it. And there was some people that were just like, I ain't got it. I can't help you. And they left it alone and ran away and ran for the hills. They weren't trying to deal with me, which is cool. But at the same time, it was just like, don't blame your family. They tried their best. The biggest thing I appreciate them doing for me was that they told me to go for my goal, chase my dreams, go after the goal, my goals, whatever it is I want to do, go do it. And just that whole experience from undergrad well, undergrad, I always had a job, always had a place to stay. Um, graduate, too, always had a place to stay, but jobs were very sketchy because I moved to a whole, whole new city. But when I got to grad school, that was like the reality check for me. Like, okay, you got to make sure that you're financially fit. <laughs> um, because if you're not, you're going to constantly struggle for the rest of your life. So my advice to you all college students out there, it doesn't matter how old you are, do what you can with the resources that you have. You don't know what may come your way, but find out what the school offers. Unfortunately, with grad school, unless you're not working at all and you're going to grad school full time, my program was part time. Um, so they assumed I had a job, which I hate. How are you going to assume I got a job? No, I'm struggling right now. Where's the resources for me if I was struggling? Um, but if you're full-time and not working, they're more willing to help. However, you will be living based on loans and scholarships. So you got to make that money work the best way you know how. And just really try to, whatever resource that you do have, just make the best of it. I did work two jobs during the winter break, the spring break, the summer break, any break. I worked because I had no choice but to try to make extra money. So... If I was out of a job, I had money to make ends meet. And towards my graduation semester, I pretty much was fired and almost was homeless again. Um, luckily, my roommate at the time, she was very helpful with me and just waited till my student loan was approved so I could get the refund and be able to pay the rent for the rest of the term that I was planning to stay there. Um, so it did work out because I was able to take time off from working because I've been working all my life pretty much. Um, since 15, I always had a job. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, let me take this time to just really focus on the education. Um, but when you're first generation in the classroom, that's what I really want to touch on. 
when you're first generation in the classroom, let me take a drink. <laughs> mm. It's not fun. Okay. First of all, you're in a class of students that may be silver spoon students, may whether they're silver spoon or they have their jobs, especially I'm just thinking of talking on a graduate level. They have their jobs, they have their money, they have their careers or whatever. And with this program was professional MBA program at University of Miami. I can honestly say it was hard to digest at times because it really made me doubt myself as to what I could have done five years ago. However, five years ago, I was just getting started after getting my my bachelor's degree. I was just trying to figure out and also at the same time enjoy my 20s, what life is all about. So when I went to grad school and they were like, oh, you know, they just thought it wouldn't be, it's not real for you to be poor and be in school and to be working. I was like, uh, my family doesn't have anything. My father is homeless. My mother passed away. I didn't want to say that all the time, but the competition within the classroom was just more on like status, not smarts. Um, if you have the money and the resources, you could find people to do the work for you and you just party and live it up in Miami. And majority of my classmates were doing that. They had people doing work for them, but there were some that if, even if they had the resources, they did do the work themselves. But I could tell who really just was like, I'm just coming to collect this degree. My parents paying for my education, um, or they saved for their education through the college, prepaid college fund in Florida, whatever. They pretty much had the resources. They didn't have to worry about, okay, how am I going to pay this semester? Are they going to try to cut me off on loans and only give me enough money to cover my classes or barely cover my classes? Because I had to deal with that a couple times. And it became a real competition. And I didn't like it because I'm just like, at the end of the day, it shouldn't even matter, right? Um, but for me, networking became natural. Um, I learned like, okay, if you don't have it, put on that hustle hat and learn how to get it. And that's what I did. I went and connected with people that I knew would be beneficial to what I'm trying to do later. Not the people that, well, yeah, I have one name brand and I don't do anything. And we just party down in South Beach all the time. And I just want to meet these celebrities and all that. I'm like, no, I need to connect with people that just got a business mindset. They want to make money that's focused on businesses. You know what I mean? So it took a lot of learning of who I am um, through this process. And I can honestly say it beat the shit out of me. I almost died. Not literally, but mentally. <laughs> because I would just kick myself at times like, why are you doing this? Uh, what's the purpose? And at the time, there wasn't enough support coming from places I was hoping it would come from. And at times, I felt like I was just doing this on my own, which I actually was. But it helped with the little love and support that I did get from my friends and from my aunt to keep going and keep pushing because I the finish line was to graduate, get that degree, and go after your dreams and do what you want to do. So recommendation continue to learn who you are don't rush it take your time there was an article that I read or a video I don't even remember but they said they were telling college students now to not rush to get your degree um, take your time if it takes you six years 
hey, it takes you six years. If it takes you three years, great, it takes you three years. Um, you have to go back and change majors as long as you like it and you're interested in it and you're going to do the best at it. That's all that matters. Um, we're so focused on hurrying up quick, quick, quick with stuff and don't realize that there's so much more to it than just, oh, I got this degree and I can just keep going. Like you really have to just be like, wait a minute, let me take a step back. You know, I don't want to overdo myself. Um, so yeah. So my closing on this, um, this ain't going to be a long episode. It's just a short snippet being serious. It's that anything is possible. If you believe it, you can, you can achieve it. If you know that's what you want to do, being first generation at anything, you just have to be willing to take on the trials and turbulations that's going to come with achieving this milestone. And for me, I learned, hey, you're set back a little bit, just student loans pretty much. But you learned a lot about money, about resources, about networking, about academics. You understand now the whole scope of corporate America but you also learn that a lot of the stuff that you learn in school can help you on your entrepreneurial side like I just started a podcast put a whole planning together all of this came from being in school when we had to do a project we had to plan stuff we had to figure things out have a whole plan a whole goal what is the outlook what are the resources you can kick into and this is what I'm doing now and again have a plan and take your time it's not a race take your time what you rushing for there's no need to rush on something that you know that no matter what that degree and that education is always going to be there the price will go up every semester <laughs> the only setback of taking your time to get your education is that college is becoming more expensive every semester i think they go up like two percent or probably more probably ten percent um they go up in cost per credit um so you know, as long as you have your plan and you know what you want to do, that's all that counts. And lastly, do what you love. I love finance. I love accounting. I love finance more than accounting. But I also love marketing. I love data analytics. I love technology. I love entertainment. I love production now. Look, we're doing a podcast. I love reading. I love um learning about other things that are outside of what I went to school for. I'm very big now on just making sure that I do my research on things that I want to learn about or dive into more before I just jump and just use my ignorant mind. I turn my ignorant mind on and just say whatever comes out my mouth. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you will offend people. Um, but, <laughs> you know, just do what you love. It's all about what you love. Who cares what people say? If it's art, then let it be art. If it's engineering, let it be engineering. You know, if it's um, starting your own business and selling t-shirts, do it. What do you have to lose? Okay, yes, it's going to cost money. Everything costs in America or in the world. Just go for it because you just don't know. That might be your big break to what you wanted to do for your whole life. And you can live your life the way you want to. Not saying you're going to become a millionaire or whatever. Because you, you may. But if you don't, you become a thousandaire. You know, or a hundred thousandaire or something like that. That's still good because it's it's based off of something that you love. So, me being a first generation college graduate <laughs> with a master's. I have an MBA and business masters in business administration it's it's great i can honestly say 
because I can easily go get a job and, and I'm good, depending where I am, because it doesn't always come that easy. And I kick the school for making it seem like the moment you graduate, you're going to have a great job. They really painted that picture. And I was just like, y'all ain't shit. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> it's a lie. You know, unless you already have a job, don't expect to get a promotion right away. And don't expect to get a six figure job right away. Doesn't work like that. I'm still in the five figure range. Aspiring to get six figure plus, hopefully seven. But as of right now, I'm working to that, to get towards that. So, but that's my struggle on the Let's Get Real segment on being first generation graduate. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Please share your feedback. Let me know what you think um, or share your story on you being a first generation, whether it is also from college or opening your own business or um, becoming a celebrity and whether it's influence or not. Um, just let me know and um, send me your questions. Um, you can reach me on Instagram at It's a Real Struggle Podcast. I'm also on Twitter at Real Struggle Pod. Um, you could go on my host one, my own Instagram at Miss Jenny Boom, or you can send me your questions via email. It's it's its Jenny Boom at gmail.com. Again, that's its it's Jenny Boom at gmail.com. Um, I kind of really enjoyed this conversation. I didn't want to go too far into it because then I would need stats and all that extra stuff. I just wanted to share from my personal experience, um, of what it's like being a first generation graduate. Um, I still have a lot of shoes to fill when it comes to this and it's not over. It's just getting started, especially me moving out here to LA and wanting to dive into the entertainment industry and the background of it <laughs> and figuring out what my niche is um, in that industry. Um, it's going to be a journey. I could say that for sure. Um, I don't want it to be where I'm expecting something right away because I think that's a problem today. Everyone expecting things to happen right away, um, which I will talk about in a social media episode. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about social media, honey. Um, but it's just, I'm not expecting it to happen tomorrow and in a couple weeks or what have you. I'm definitely going to put the work in. And again, I'm only 31. I'm not old. Why rush anything? So I'm just happy that I took my 20s to go through all of that. So now I understand and can be better at um, what I want to do with my 30s. And I'm super happy and proud of myself. And if you have achieved things, be proud of yourself too. Because at the end of the day, you did it. You made it happen. You didn't try. You did it. And that's what counts. So, again, I said this is going to be a short episode. This is not going to be all extreme and extra and bullet points and <laughs> all this extra stuff. I don't want it to be like that. I want it to be more of a freeform conversation. And I share just from the heart of how, sorry, what it was like to be a first generation of every everything in my family pretty much i'm also now first generation of migrating to another city and state i mean i've had other family members that did it um so i'm not first generation I'm probably third but really just going on my own and doing my things as a woman as a young afro-latina woman going after my dreams and my and achieving my goals 
without having to feel like I need to have a partner or feeling like I need to, oh, I need to hurry up and have kids or whatever. Um, no, it's not all that. But anyway, um, as always, stay hydrated. Make sure you moisturize your skin. In California especially, it is dry as fuck out here. If you don't moisturize your skin, it will crack because my skin is struggling. And make sure you're using the right soap, right lotion, butter, shea butter, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, and remember, believe in it, you can achieve it. And I thank y'all again for tuning in to another episode of It's a Real Struggle Podcast. And like I said, check us out on Anchor app. When we're also on Spotify. Um, check it out. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me. Say hey. Let me know what you think of the episodes and the previous episodes and what you didn't like. I'm all for it. Just share, 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 share. Um, and also subscribe. I need to follow as people. But until next time. I'll see y'all. Thank you. Love y'all. Peace.